Hey, this is Robert Mitchell with episode 37. It's a rare one because I've already made one this week, but I feel super inspired to make another one. Um, I think that today's title is going to be called The Psychedelic Healing Womb. Uh, I was going to call it The Cosmic Healing Womb, but I thought that sounded kind of kooky. And so I thought this title would help focus more about what the discussion today is going to be about. Now, one of the things that psychedelics are excellent with, and these things can be really uh, resistant to conventional treatments, is... uh, eating disorders, bulimia, anorexia, um, and one of the reasons that psychedelics are so successful with these disorders is the same reason that they're so successful with depression and anxiety Uh, an addiction and alcoholism. Now, when I work with people who have eating disorders using psychedelics, there's a premise that I'm working with. And the premise is that these dynamics, this denial this unwillingness or to take in nurture usually has historical origins. And it's never popular to say this, but I learned this in graduate school and oftentimes when there are Uh, disruptions, uh, eating disorders, that it is often, and I would say almost always, a uh, difficulty, a primary difficulty in the relationship with one's mother. And I don't want to make this an exercise in blaming the mother because it's not. Because I have enormous compassion for the origins of suffering and the cause of suffering. That's a lot of the work that I do. And I can see this in the origins of my own suffering. So it's not something that's uh, been separate from me. But when you look at these things symbolically, when you look at eating disorders symbolically or any of these other difficulties that I mentioned, what you see is somebody who has not learned who has not downloaded 
they're nurturing through the experience of the mother. And this often is because the mother doesn't have it in themselves. The mother doesn't have the ability to pass on the nurturance for the person to be able to self-nurture. Now, this is usually a lineage. The ability to nurture a child, to love a child, to give a child everything that it needs and to teach it that the comfort that it's seeking is available and that it can find it for itself and give it to itself is a wonderful and rare gift. And I see that gift all the time in people. And it seems like a simple and a basic thing. And it is. However, it's incredibly disrupted in our culture. So if someone has that, they should consider themselves extremely fortunate and grateful for that. It is an under gifted manifestation in our culture. And if you want to see somebody who <laughs> who doesn't have it, like Trump, somebody who does, doesn't have that. And oftentimes what you see in somebody, and, and I'm going to get off him, but that's just a symptom of our times. Um, but when you, what you see in somebody who isn't able to self-nurture is that somebody didn't nurture them and teach them intuitively how to do that for themselves. And oftentimes because that person who was in the loop to do that wasn't able to nurture themselves. They weren't able to nurture themselves with their worldview. They weren't able to nurture themselves with food. They weren't able to nurture themselves financially. They weren't able to self-soothe. <clears throat> and there's a gr and this goes for people who have ADD and ADHD too. There's a there are these kind of things when people have ADD and ADHD, and I'm going to include it in this, is because when very small babies don't get nurtured immediately, they start trying to figure out what's going on that's keeping them from feeling all right. So their minds flip 
from idea to idea. Is it me? Is it my environment? Is my environment safe? Is this person safe that's supposed to nurture me? Am I safe? Am I going to be safe? Am I going to be safe tomorrow? Am I going to be safe in a few minutes? I'm hungry. Um, am I going to be able to feel okay? Rather than just feeling okay because they're being nurtured by somebody who intuitively understands what they need and what they want and is able to give it to them almost immediately. It's a very rare thing in our culture these days because it's not as valued as it should be. And I work with a lot of people who struggle with this primary lack of attachment to a loving, nurturing, initial environment. I would say it is the symptom of our time. It's reflected in our culture's relationship to the environment, which is part of the feminine. It's, it's, it's indicative of so many things that I can't go into all the symptomology of it. But I will say with people who are suffering, whether that's an eating disorder or depression or anxiety, oftentimes, or addiction or alcoholism or depression, oftentimes what they're experiencing is an unbearable conditioning in emotional lack. And what I want to say is nobody is to blame for this because we all have the information now. Our mothers aren't to blame. We are to blame for looking in all the wrong places for this primary lack. Now, The title of this particular podcast is The Psychedelic Healing Womb. Maybe it's going to be The Cosmic Psychedelic Healing Womb. But what happens for people who are suffering in these ways in their psychedelic experiences are twofold. One, they have revelations about this primary lack. They see it. They remember it. They feel it. They know it. Usually, they just experience the symptoms of it. And the symptoms of things like anorexia or bulimia or all of these maladies that I talked about, they're like the crumbs headed home that we've left. Because rather than go, hey, this is what happened and this is how I'm suffering, I'm, I'm going to do something about it. 
they remind themselves, we remind ourselves about our suffering with our symptoms. We remind ourselves that we can't ignore our suffering. That won't make it go away because symptoms will appear and appear and appear and appear. Because our suffering, and I see this in astrology too, is our transformational opportunity. It's where we get to heal things in ourselves that have heretofore been unhealed. And we can say, I've used this word before, that that's our dharma. That there is some kind of correlation between this experience of lack and suffering and our comprehension of ultimate reality and our relationship to it. And if we follow these symptoms backwards in a psychedelic state, it's not the only way to do it, but it's a very effective way to do it. If we follow these symptoms back, we will get to the source of our lack and suffering. We will recall it, not as a memory, but as an experience. And our symptoms are translation of this experience. And our symptoms will never heal us. Our symptoms will just draw our attention to what is broken in us and what can be healed. Now in a psychedelic experience, some people, depending upon probably what they've processed up to that point, they will encounter the reasons for these symptoms. And there is something incredibly healing about that because the symptoms are a translation. The, symptom, the symptoms are a translation in our present life about something that happened a long time ago that we may have been too young to either recall or engage because that lack was overwhelming and threatened both our survival and our sanity because a lot of these experiences of lack are encountered when we're helpless before we have language to say this is what I need and then after we have language, we're not able to ask for what we need because we know we're not going to get it. And we know that if we ask for it, we're going to get criticized by other people who in their own development weren't in a place where they were able to offer that. Not because they're bad people, not because they're evil people, but because of where they had not yet realized the value of giving everything that needed to be given. So 
one way that the psychedelic experience can be healing to people who have these struggles is it can show them literally what happened. I have this happen all the time. Where people are shown what has happened and it solves a riddle. And so the symptoms aren't necessary anymore because the origin of the symptoms is engaged. And that in itself is a little bit of a mystery that gets solved and doesn't require symptomology anymore. Because then the source of one's suffering is experienced as an adult in a way that can be contained, that couldn't be contained when they were a little kid. Now, there's a second part to this. Psychedelic experiences, when managed properly, can take a person beyond the source of their suffering to their origins preceding that suffering. And in a way, it's a faded experience. That in the psychedelic experience, whenever it happens, it wakes us up to our origins beyond the limitations of this lifetime, beyond our organic incarnation, that we had a consciousness before we were born, before we engaged with other people who were supposed to look after us, and maybe this lack from long ago was fated to bring us in touch with the state of consciousness that preceded our incarnation that we'd forgotten about. So what good is that, we ask? What good is it to be put in touch with that state of consciousness that precedes our physical life, which is all most of us know, our history and our biography? Well, Perhaps our history and our biography is the symptomology that is supposed to make us aware of our origins outside the limitations of our brain and our nervous system and our narrative and our verbal recall of who we are and our serial recall of what's happened to us. Because that infrequently is enough to satisfy a person and to make them feel whole and to make them feel good. It's not enough. I know it's not enough. I know from my own experience, I know that from other people's experiences who seem to have it all, that that's not enough. This life is so small 
tiny compared to the totality of the origins of our consciousness. It can't contain it just in the experience from the beginning to the end. It's not there, the totality. You have to do things to draw the totality of your consciousness and the timeless nature of your consciousness into this life. And a lot of times, your suffering is the way that it happens. Jung thought that that was, that symptomology was the road back to the self. That when you see the way that your ego has misunderstood itself through its trials and tribulations and has been conditioned by its trials and tribulations to not be satisfied, that it can only look at its transcendent origins for healing. That's Eastern as well. That's Eastern thinking. And in my work with psychedelics, that's my experience with people as well, is that the real healing, and when I say healing, I mean relief from their suffering that's long-lasting, is in their experience of their origins outside this lifetime. That's what changes people in this work. The origins of their symptomology is helpful. Their ultimate origins outside the boundaries of this lifetime, outside its beginning and outside its ending and everything that happens in between is what is healing. And in my understanding, it's the intent of human life. To take the awareness of those origins into your day and into your life and into the way that you love and help other people and into the compassion through which you view them, knowing that all our origins are the same is the point. I know that when I'm working with somebody, why it works is because I'm healing some part of myself. That's the difference between sympathy and empathy. And ultimately, ecstatic empathy is the highest human capacity. And if you're suffering through any of those maladies that I discussed earlier, the empathy has to begin with you. And if you can really feel that and really know that, and it's not more narcissism, it's not more navel gazing, 
can be of great use to other people no matter what milieu you find yourself in. You don't have to be working directly with people. You can inspire people that you work with and be empathetic with people that you work with and see the best in the people that you work with. That's what this return to this cosmic womb engenders. That is the highest capacity of the psychedelic experience. Thank you.